0: Welcome to the third episode of the 12 Squared Podcast by Note. Today's guest is Jacob Lindahl, former freelancer and YouTuber. I talked to him about his predictions of the mainstream adoption of cryptocurrencies among freelancers and what he does to keep track of his crypto. Welcome to the third episode of the 12 Squared Podcast by Basenote. I'm Felix Also, and today it's my pleasure to welcome Jacob Lindahl. Uh, Jacob is a former freelancer and now full-time contractor with a lot of experience in the crypto space. Jacob, thanks so much for being here.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, Felix. Um,
0: Before we get going, uh, can you give a short introduction about who you are and what you do right now?
1: Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm a former freelancer. I started freelancing in early summer of 2019 and um, just recently uh, moved into a full-time contract position in June of this year. So I had about two years of, of freelancing experience. And during that time, I did um, web development, different uh, professional tech consulting Roles just you know sometimes people would call me up ask for help with debugging something like that did a couple of long term projects so kind of a, a really mixed bag there so a, a decent uh, well rounded freelance experience I, I'd like to think and then starting in about uh, January of this year so I'd been involved in cryptocurrency and crypto projects yeah. local crypto communities for oh probably since about 2016, 2017, but then come January, February of about of this year, uh, I got a lot more involved and um, got involved with this organization called the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, which is a mm-hmm. crypto education nonprofit out of California. Um, so I got involved with that uh, organization and through that organization I taught a solidity class so solidity is the smart contract programming language for ethereum so if you write smart contracts or dApps on the ethereum platform you'll be writing a lot of solidity so I taught a solidity class through the blockchain acceleration foundation Um, and then I was still freelancing mostly full time until about May of this year when I joined uh, the NEAR Foundation as a full time contractor. And NEAR is a layer one cryptocurrency. So now I work as a full time contractor on the education team at the NEAR Foundation. All
0: right. Perfect. That was. Um, I guess you know their experience in 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 crypto comes like from a very really, like different come from a different perspective than usually our usual guests right because they are more into using crypto as a means of payment. Do you have any mm-hmm. you have any um, experience with that?
1: So when I was a freelancer, I I accepted payment uh, exclusively in fiat and largely that was just due to a lack of infrastructure, especially as you're trying to build out your name uh, and credibility as a freelancer. Um, you know, uh, there there are payment platforms that will facilitate uh, payment between a, a client and and the freelancer, and you know, kind of be the middleman and resolve right. disputes and stuff like that. Of course, they take a hefty fee, around twenty percent, depending on the platform, uh, to play that middleman role. Uh, but there's just not really the infrastructure in place, or I didn't, I wasn't able to find infrastructure uh, that supported that sort of uh, you know facilitation between the client and the freelancer uh, in terms of crypto payments so i was only fiat but set, being involved in crypto since 2016 2017 i would have been more than happy to take payments in crypto it's just the infrastructure really wasn't there
0: yeah do you think do you think the infrastructure wasn't there because um the u.s i, I, I assume you mainly mainly work for clients also within right, the US. right am i'm, I'm um, based
1: in the u.s i had one or two from uh, Canada and in Australia, but primarily U.S. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: do you think that you, you know, there is no um, infrastructure in, in in for for payments in crypto because, um, you know, within the U.S. there's such such a strong you know network of other payment alternatives.
1: Or is it uh, yeah. like like PayPal? Is that like yeah, PayPal? The, the fiat Memo, alternatives are so yeah. much easier to use. Right. Mm-hmm. do you think that's the yeah, reason definitely.
0: or is it or is it just something something else
1: well um if you're familiar with uh, you know like when binance tried to uh, open up in in the united states they had to create like their whole separate Binance.us exchange to deal with all the regulations yeah. the u.s has although like there's a lot of crypto activity in the u.s uh, there's also a lot of questions around the regulations uh and i'm not a lawyer so i can't speak very much to the regulations uh in the united states but i understand that's that's a difficult side um difficult side of things here right yeah yeah regulations
0: as far as we can we can see it from across the pond there is there are a lot of questions still to be answered Uh, In the US, there, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, How do you use um, cryptocurrencies in your daily life? Um, What, like, you know, do you you invest or what? How do you use them?
1: Yeah, so I use cryptocurrencies as an investment vehicle and as as like their their practical use because I'm a developer. I'm a blockchain developer. I write smart contracts and stuff. So I'll you know spend a little bit of Ethereum to deploy a smart contract to the blockchain and you know, using Ethereum as as the Ethereum gas, you know, that it's uh, how it works within the network. So I use Ethereum uh, in that regard. And also as an investment vehicle, I make, um, I I just have set up a couple of recurring investments uh, that I I pay into every week or every month or so. I have a couple different ones set up. And so it just, you know, automatically deducts from my bank account and that's how I invest in cryptocurrency. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I use that to deploy smart contracts. So. Right.
0: That sounds very systematic. Do you use any accounting for it? Or do you, uh, how do you keep track of all the investments?
1: Right. So, unfortunately, uh, you know, well, unfortunately, fortunately, there are a lot of different exchanges out there that offer a bunch of different features. And I try and, and limit how many exchanges I have uh, cryptocurrency on because obviously that's going to get more and more complex as you use more and more different exchanges. Um, I use primarily two different exchanges right now, and even mm-hmm. that I'm looking at it like I make this recurring investment every week, and this is just going to be a nightmare when it comes to doing taxes. So mm-hmm. the only solution I found for for keeping track of all of that, like yeah, it's, it's all on the blockchain, so I could theoretically write a script or just like scrape all of that data. F- Compile it all together, but that's a lot of work, even for me, right? So the only tool that I found that looks like it would actually fit this use case is called Coin Tracker, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, so far it's it's been decent. Uh, it's actually quite useful for uh, figuring out like what is your net worth and all of your crypto together, because you can say, okay, here's my Ethereum address, like maybe this is my hardware wallet address, here's my MetaMask wallet address. Here is, you know, I'm on Coinbase or Gemini or or Binance or whatever, and you give them your different accounts. And then I'll kind of compile them all together and say, here's your net worth in crypto. And that's a really useful feature. I really like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then they also do, like, compile all your transactions and help you figure out... And, and this out, one, you uh, have
0: to enter your your so. crypto by hand, or do how do you do that?
1: So uh, most apps have uh have you like type in your each transaction manually and since i do a bunch of uh like automatic investments i don't want to do that i would rather it just yeah. i mean it's all 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 the information's there if i just give you an address you should be able exactly. to compile it so coin tracker mostly does that um well um but one of, the, one of the issues with CoinTracker is that they, they have a limit for how many different transactions uh, per, per like pay tier. So one is like 25 transactions or 100 transactions or 200 transactions or something like that. But if I'm making like a couple different uh, transactions every week for 52 weeks a year, uh, I'm easily yeah. going to blow over that limit.
0: Doesn't seem to suitable, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha so what's your what's your let's say outlook on the future of uh, freelancers using crypto do you have any uh, any you know you know prognosis on that one
1: on freelancers using crypto so yeah. I think one of one of the problems that a lot of people have mentioned uh before in in crypto space right now is it's like Bitcoin, it's like big and slow. It acts like gold, fees yeah. are really high and it's really not suitable for, you know, your day-to-day transactions or, you know, if, if I'm just doing, cause I did a lot of like small short-term contracts for my freelancing. Yeah. It was like, you know, write this really simple website or help me fix this particular issue or implement this specific feature in this app, right? I wasn't, you know, implementing an entire web app and then maintaining it for six months. I was doing more short-term stuff. And so those contracts would be a lot smaller in dollar value, where if I was transacting in Bitcoin, the transaction fee is going to be a significant percentage of whatever, uh, whatever the, the value of the contract is. And if you add on top of that, like a platform fee or something, I could easily be like, out between like way more than 20%, something like 40% or or more, uh, depending on depending on the day, depending mm-hmm. on how much Bitcoin fees are. So um, Bitcoin, Ethereum are are kind of big and slow and not well, Ethereum depending on the day, again, depending on the gas fees. And if it's highly dependent on just whatever day the person decides to pay, that's that's not really suitable for my use case as a freelancer where, okay, this is your due date. I would like you to pay by this day. Well, today gas fees because, oh, this new NFT dropped. Gas fees are 600 way or something. That's not suitable, right? I can't, I can't work with that. So um, I need something like that's small and fast and where fees are really low. So something like, um, like what nano, uh, if you're familiar with the cryptocurrency nano, i really liked what they were trying to do um nano i I don't know it's not quite as popular now as it was a couple years ago but that type of uh that category of cryptocurrency where it's just small fast next to zero fees like that's what i would have wanted in a cryptocurrency for uh like as a freelancer
0: yeah what do you think what your thoughts on the lightning network the
1: the lightning network yeah I haven't used the Lightning Network very much. Um, I know that it's it's like a it's an, a layer two solution, yeah. secondary chain where uh, you conduct all of your transactions off the main Bitcoin chain, and then you just kind of like commit a final result that ends up being one transaction, and so that reduces all your fees.
0: Is right. that correct? Right. Yeah. This is how it should work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I haven't used that very much, unfortunately, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. What is your, um, do you think that those kind of roadblocks will be, will be solved in the next couple of years? Or is that a long, is there a longer way to go for, for freelancers to experience the full benefits of, of cryptocurrencies?
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic about the next couple of years with the advent of all these new DeFi platforms, like, it's making it easier for the common man to get into cryptocurrency yeah. because uh, all these new DeFi platforms are providing the what a normal person would kind of expect out of a typical bank, right? So uh, all all the different services that are providing, providing you know, lending, interest, all the, just your standard set of financial services, yeah. um, it's more familiar to someone who has only dealt with fiat for their entire life. And, you know, it's just like, Okay, so now instead of dealing with dollars, I'm dealing with Bitcoin, but otherwise everything else is the same, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes it easier for the average person. And then um, with more and larger cryptocurrencies moving towards proof of stake, like Ethereum, uh, with Ethereum 2.0, which is scheduled now for sometime Q1 2022, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they've. It, it used to be Q4 20. 21, and I think they moved it. Is that right? Um, So it's now like uh, Q1 2022, something like that, cross my fingers, Um, is when Ethereum will finally move to proof of stake. Hopefully that will lead to um, higher transaction throughput and lower gas fees. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I work for the Near Protocol, so obviously I'm biased. Near Protocol is a proof of stake cryptocurrency and transactions are resolved within like 10 seconds and gas fees are astronomically low. So like transaction fees are fractions of fractions of fractions of pennies. So I think that is, if we could get more adoption for a proof of stake cryptocurrency that has those sorts of features where it's really fast and really cheap, uh, really cheap transaction fees. That's, that's what I want as a, as a freelancer, because that would make it so much easier for me to conduct my day to day business because my day to day business is not you know I don't have an hour to wait for six confirmations on the on the bitcoin blockchain um and I don't have 30 dollars to spend on every ethereum transaction so i I want something that's that's fast and cheap. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, The last question would be, what kind of developments do you currently see in the crypto space, which most excites you?
1: What kind of development do I see in the crypto space that most excites me? That's a really, really good question. So um, one of the more popular developments in the crypto space lately has been like NFTs. You know, we had a big explosion of NFTs a couple of months ago, and it's kind of resurging a little bit right now with like the loot NFTs. Um, I personally am not a terribly sentimental person. So art NFTs don't really do it for me. But what I do see right now is, um, people realizing the value, like more broadly with the advent of everyone being super excited about NFTs is the ability for, for people to see that cryptocurrency can be more than just, oh, it's, it's like a stock. It's like fake Mm. internet money. It's, you know, you buy it and then you hope that it spikes again. (laughs) Um, So really, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is Development in, in cryptocurrency, is not it's not just all of us who are already in the crypto space. It's not just, oh, look, I, I have written Ethereum smart contracts. I, I work for a cryptocurrency. This is a really cool tech that I see coming out of crypto. What I'm more excited about is cryptocurrency, like the DeFi platforms, they look like, they act like, or they have the ability to look and act like traditional banks. I'm excited for people who don't know anything about crypto to say, I can get like a hundred times the interest rate as a regular bank, because like regular bank interest rates right now are like 0.2% or something. It's it's in the U S at least, it's really, really low. Um, I can get like a hundred times or 10 times that if I, if I use cryptocurrency, like And it just, it works and acts like a regular bank. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for all these new platforms that are, that are appealing to normal people because, I know it's really easy for me as a super techie person to get in my super techie complicated world and say, oh, look, these, these new consensus mechanisms are so cool. Or, yeah. or look, we're able to reduce gas fees for this, particular, uh, for this particular virtual machine instruction. That's so cool. Or this is going to change how I deploy my smart contracts. That's great for me. But what's really exciting for me is seeing people who who don't use crypto on a daily basis saying, I can use crypto and someone who's not on their computer 24 seven saying it works just like my online bank. That's what I'm really excited about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally get that. This is also the reason why, why I initially got into, into crypto because I see the usefulness in the, just for the general public. Um, And once, once that, once it is used by the general public, we, we have so much Societal change and so much. Uh, yeah, just, just change for the better. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for that too. All right. Jacob, tell us where people can find you, can reach out to you. Um, Absolutely.
1: To you. So yeah. oh, I'm on the internet in a couple of different places. Um, so one thing that I do that's kind of fun, just like a side project of mine is I run a YouTube channel. It's called Geek Launch, all one word. It's not Geek Lunch. A geek launch, like we're launching geeks into the into space or something like that. Um, so you can find that on YouTube. I do like tech tips, tutorials, like coding. Uh, how do you make this in on uh, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, stuff like that? Um, different programming tutorials. I have a series on how to build a blockchain in Rust. Um, so if you're interested in that. Otherwise, I just made a new Twitter account a couple months ago. It's at sudo underscore build. So sudo like the Linux command, S-U-D-O underscore build. Um, That's me on Twitter. Um, uh, Yeah, and that's that's probably just about it. So YouTube and and Twitter are the two places that you could most easily find me. Or I'm on GitHub at encody, E-N-C-O-D-Y. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to follow what I do on a daily basis. Lots of open source coding going on.
0: All right, perfect. Uh, we will actually include those, those links and those handles um, you know, in the links below in the show notes. Uh, so nobody will, uh, you know, who wants to reach out to you will, will miss you there. Perfect. That was, that was the third episode. Thank you so much for being here. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for, for uh, you know, giving us your time. Uh, next week there will be another episode and i'm personally looking forward to it and uh, see you around
1: thank you so much for being here yeah thank you so much Felix. it's a real pleasure